changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration. So I need to tell you something. I need to tell you what happened after I recorded my last batch of podcasts. On the day that I was recording them, which was December 28th, my mother was rushed to the hospital with internal bleeding. And that night I went to the hospital and I saw my mother hooked up to every possible tube and wire. She seemed to have a million things wrong with her. The doctor said that her type 2 diabetes had finally caught up to her and her liver and her kidneys seemed to be failing. And she also might have cancer of the esophagus or the pancreas or even both. And it was that day that I knew she was never going home again. My 87-year-old father was home alone, and we had to spring into action and set up 24-hour care for him. We had to get all my mother's medical records. We had to figure out her living will instructions. And we basically realized we had done everything wrong. So I wanted to share some of this with you today because maybe you won't make all of the mistakes that we made if you hear our story. So here we go. First of all, we didn't have an easily accessible list of my mother's medications or her recent medical history. And when you're taken somewhere in an ambulance, you don't necessarily go to your local hospital where they might have access to your records. They take you to a trauma center where they think you should go. So my sister snapped a photo of my mother's prescription bottles all lined up, and we showed that photo to the doctor, and we guessed at what year different things had happened, her knee replacements, her car accident, her aortic valve replacement. But now I know what you really should have in place is what I would call a grab-and-go document, something that lists all the medications Right down to whether the patient is up to date on her flu shot. I was actually shocked. This nurse kept badgering me on whether my mother had had her flu shot yet this winter. And I thought, my mother is dying and you want to know if she had a flu shot? But no matter how hard we tried, we couldn't get her doctor's office to fax over the records because it was the week between Christmas and New Year's and they weren't really working that week. So I wish we had had this grab-and-go document. And here's another thing that we did wrong. My parents are 87, and she was 85, and we had no idea what the funeral arrangements should be, and we had no time to work on them because we were in the hospital nonstop for the next six days when she shocked us, and the doctors too, by suddenly dying. So we were thrown into very quick decision-making, and I know I made at least a couple of mistakes we did manage to put together a really wonderful service, complete with photos of my mother's whole life, but that took days of searching through photos and scanning them. I was at least smart about one thing. While my son and I were making the slideshow of my mother's life, we went ahead and gathered up all the photos of my father's life, too, so that we'll be ready. Now, another thing that we did wrong was not knowing what to do for my father if our mother went first, we had always thought she would survive him. And we knew what she would do. We knew she would pack a bag, move into an assisted living, and then just let us gradually empty their house and sell it. But she went first, leaving the much less capable parent behind. And we never had a very difficult conversation that we should have had, which was, Mom, tell us what Dad should do if you go first. 
So because of that, we're now in a real bind as to what to do for our father. So I went out to dinner last weekend with a woman who had read a book that I made with Joan London. It's called Chicken Soup for the Soul Family Caregivers. And in that book, we laid out all the things that you're supposed to do before your parent is widowed or gets dementia or dies unexpectedly. Joan said in her introduction to that book that she had failed to do these things ahead of time. And so she was passing on her to-do list to others. And now I find myself in the same position, busy with my job, woefully unprepared for this immense family crisis and wishing that we had done at least some of the preparatory work. And the woman I went out to dinner with last weekend said the exact same thing. Her mother, who's 86, fell down the stairs because she wouldn't leave the condominium she was living in. And so now this woman was having the same trouble with her mother, even though she had read the same book, the book that Joan London and I made together. I know that it's hard to get all of this stuff done. I hope by sharing the story with you, you'll be able to do a couple of these things ahead of time. The one thing we did do ahead of time, which was good, was my parents' wills were up to date. And my mother had signed a living will, which is the one where they tell you if they want a do not resuscitate order. And she had also signed a power of attorney so that my brother and I could make some financial decisions while she was incapacitated in the hospital. So that's a couple of points for us out of a list of 10 things that we probably didn't do. So here's the problem. No matter how many people give you this advice, it is just so hard to implement because elderly parents don't want to have this conversation. But even if you can get a couple of things done ahead of time, that will make your life better. So here's my suggested list, and maybe you can get a couple of these things done. One item, and this is fairly easy, is have that grab-and-go list of medications and major medical events ready, and then email it to everyone in the family so that every one of your siblings, everybody has this list with them at the hospital. A second thing is get the wills updated and signed. And if there are two parents, the third thing is figure out where each of them will go if the other one dies first. Fourth thing, know the funeral arrangements ahead of time. Where are they going? What are their wishes? And the fifth thing is have some photos ready for the slideshow at the funeral. This is a really important thing, as it turns out, and very comforting after the fact. And we're making one of those Apple books out of all of the photos from my father. But you got to find those old photos, and you have to scan them into your computer. And then finally, don't beat yourself up over this, because no matter what everyone tells you, and I have gotten so much advice that I haven't been able to follow, it's really hard to get elderly parents to do any of this stuff. So anything you can accomplish is a win. Just try to get some of it done ahead of time. Now, tomorrow is Tip Tuesday, and we're going to talk about something fun, and that is married couples that are still alive. We're going to talk about putting the romance back into life ahead of Valentine's Day. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for joining me today. If you want to read some tips from the book that I made and then didn't follow, it's Chicken Soup for the Soul Family Caregivers, and you can look for it on our website, chickensoup.com.